You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. I am Tom Davis, and as always, I'm joined by my guy, Mr. Joe Coe. How you doing, Coley? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Great to en- see you. I've been enjoying you on TV this week uh, for, the, for the Champions <laughs> Champions League, uh, mate. Something. You- I, listen, I've been off. I've been off for a while, so you know it's like tr- it's like training. You can't just turn the tap on and turn the tap on. Come no. back to the TV. You can make mistakes, Tom. Yeah, yeah. how do you, because I've been in a day with people who've recorded the uh, infamous uh, masala. Um, the, the, the chicken tikka masala. Look, look, I'm going to be honest with you, Joe. I didn't think, I when I, well, I was watching the show, because I watch you every time you're on TV, I'm like a proud, proud father, I love watching <laughs> you on the box. Um, and, and do you know what? I, I, I wouldn't have known the difference. It was only when people started atting me at stuff and going, oh, you've got to bring it up with him about this, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, <laughs> where is it? Is it, is it, well, what's it actually called? Do you want the whole story? Right? Go on, yeah. Right, okay, so I've been trying to do this juice diet, right? Yeah. This this goes deep, right? So all in the day, I, I, I've been trying to just eat a dinner and just yeah. a few juices and some coffees in a day, just try and keep fit. Yeah. And, um, I was starving, big man, first of all. So you have to, I'm putting you, I'm set and setting here. Yeah. I'm on air. I ain't eaten since dinner the night before. Right. It's nearly Whoa. dinner time and I'm starving and I'm just thinking fish and chips, curry, what we're going to have. Like, and then, <laughs> and then we get talking about the, um, the Barcelona Academy. And I want to make a point saying that how they can get out of this sort of mess that they're in, blah, blah, blah. And, um, the mess- Messiah. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. Masia. It's, it's a Spanish word which, when you come from Kentish town, we yeah. haven't got the tongue for it mate, anyway. Mate, so, mate, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I was yeah. coupled with that and the fact I was starving. I called it the masala, <laughs> <laughs> and I just as soon as you do something like that, it's like being horrible. Your phone, like you put your phone on in a break, and your mates are just hammering you. Really? So, uh, oh, you, you got it for the mates got as it well. Straight away, yeah. It's horrible sometimes, especially these European games. Some of the names, like, yeah, I, feel, I find it in life, mate. I've, I've just, I've just got out of one where I've just been absolutely like smashed to bits because I've been, I've been pronouncing Krispy Kreme, Krispy Kreme for the last. Like, I've, I call it Krispy Kreme because that's how it's spelled. Start cultured. Sounds yeah. cultured, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a yeah. cultured guy. Do you know what I mean? Krispy Kreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you are. Yeah, yeah. That's how I roll, Joe. <laughs> Let me try and whisk you away from the UK, JC. Let's go. The last week, we were in France. Our first international guest. Well, our second, actually, as you mentioned last week. And, and, yes. Yeah. Because we have also talked to someone in Shanghai. Got a big <laughs> shout-out, Carl Farmer. But, but this week, we're going to head to Germany. We're going to yeah. talk to one of the Premier League's greatest ever goalkeepers. A man, a legend. This this isn't just our first goalkeeper on the on the show. This is our first invincible. I'd yeah. say that every Premier League goalkeeper now has taken something from this man. He's a bona fide legend, ladies and gentlemen. I give you, Mister Jens Lehmann, the legend. How are you? How are you Thank doing, you. Jens? Thank you very much. Uh, very well. Thank you very much for the praise. Uh, at the time, I was listening to you. At the time. I was perceived as being mad when I came over, when I played like I played. So now it has changed a little bit. 
<laughs> do you think that, that, I mean, jumping straight in there, do you think that, because that's the thing that people say about goalkeepers in general, that there's always, and, you know, uh, me and Joe are both good mates with David James, and, and there's that sort of slight, do you think there's that different, like, you're sort of, like, goalkeepers are just that little bit different from everyone else on the pitch, in a sense. You, do you believe in that? Because you, you have to be a little bit, because, uh, you know, when you get involved, it can be really painful. And uh, when you're friends with David James, then uh, you know that uh, he was uh, off the pitch probably a little bit mad, um, as well and so um, I know him very well he's a nice guy uh, and very entertaining we've been in Austria in Australia together so it was fun oh yeah he's he's a cool guy he's, yeah, yeah. I love David I, I think he's, he's yeah, a lot of fun and, and one of the most like in-depth and sort of interesting people I've ever met in my life like he's an incredible like, he's an incredible artist and, and, and whatever anyway yeah, very intense about- Jens, when you signed for Arsenal, did you understand like the rich history of goalkeepers like Bob Wilsons and your David Seaman? Did you know how a bigger role in English football that is than the Arsenal goalkeeper? Yes, yes. I've been told and I knew from, uh, obviously I saw David, but I knew as well that uh, my type of game was so different to his uh, games that uh, probably people had to get used to it a little bit. And I never tried to actually um, fill in his footsteps because, as you said, he was, a, uh, he was a legend for Arsenal and he was a legend for England. So it was really, really difficult actually to just even try to do something like he did. I didn't, uh, I was aware of that. Did you go, did you go fishing with him, Jens? No, no, not yet. <laughs> I probably would have, wouldn't have been a lot of talking. So I don't like to sit there for hours, not talking, doing nothing. I mean, to be fair, you, you say that, but I mean, your first season wasn't too bad with Arsenal, was it? It was, it was pretty special. What were your expectations going into that, into that season and signing with them in your head? What did you think like you, you'd be able to do and achieve what you achieved? No, obviously not. You go in, you try to give your best uh, to play uh, at your um, standard and uh, to give something to the team. And um, I knew that Arsenal or Arsen was after uh, Canizales, the guy from Spain as well. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if he was actually aware what kind of different player he got in me. Um, so I needed to convince everybody in the first games. And I was lucky because uh, we won the first games and uh, I actually did not lose. And then it went on and on. At what point did you sort of think in that, like as a sort of like, like famous inf- invincibles? But what point did, especially as a goalkeeper, because I'm imagine I'm imagining like like you're at the very centre of like you know the invincibles, not conceding, you know, not conceding goals. You know what I mean? It, it sort of backstops with you. At what point did that become like this 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 massive thing, the invincibles? And 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 what point were you like we could do this whole season sort of unbeaten? Mm, not in between the season. I think um, guys like you. Uh, um, they make it bigger and bigger and massive because at the time we didn't think about not losing uh, for a long period because we only thought, okay, next game, we have to win it. Or at least not losing. It was about becoming champions. And then after we realized, okay, we become unbeaten champions. That has never been done before. But when you're in it, you don't think about the historical uh, achievement you actually did. I mean, that is the difference between me and you because I'll be going tonight every, bed every night with my arsehole going, thinking, oh shit, like, if we look, you know, cause especially if you, if you get into, I mean, Joe, I don't know what you think, but when you're getting into the last knock-ins and you've got three, four games left, like, you, I mean, look, man, like, credit to you because you're a proper chilled out guy about it. I'd still be, I'd be still wearing the invincible t-shirt if I was you, <laughs> but like, it's, do you, like, those last three, four games, my, my heart would be going, I'd be like so panicked on like, this could be history. Joe? 
I played against I played against this team, Tom, and they had this. For me, it's the crossover of eras. They had the perfect. They still had that. There was still some of the old contingent in that the, of the famous back four, and and Ashley Cole would come through. Then the midfield: Vieira, Perez, Freddie Lundberg, Silva, and then up front, Omri. But like it was just a. That's why we still talk about it to this day because it's a staggering achievement. I've won titles. And I know that all the different obstacles you have, and you have to overcome bad days. I think that's the credit of that Arsenal team I found. They were such talented players, but they could also grind out results when they wasn't at their best. Because they, they were they had men, you know, like Jens will tell you that the characters in that dressing room were, were, were massive, weren't they, Jens? Obviously. Uh, I mean, um, for example, uh, we had um, guys like Martin Kuhn. Uh, he rarely played. I think he jumped on the pitch in his last match to gain the medal. But uh, he was very influential <laughs> in the dressing room. And for example, me, I learned a lot from him. Uh, whereas he yeah. wasn't always playing with me. But um, he was one kind. And um, there were others you've mentioned already. A uh, proper man. And um, when there was a fight, nobody really actually was scared to take on a fight. It was probably not even on the pitch in games, but um, in training as well. It's really like a very cosmopolitan side, wasn't it? You sort of look across it and you, you think of like, you know, as Joe says, you've sort of got like, you know, Sol Campbell, Ashley Cole, but you got people, it felt like sort of people from everywhere there. Do you know what I mean? How did, how's the dressing room, and for both of you, how's the dressing room like that sort of, how's it work on the basis? Because I suppose with Chelsea, your core at Chelsea was still sort of, you know, Lampard, Terry, it was yeah. still sort of like, it felt that heartbeat. Yeah, but, but we had, it, it was, we had a modern dressing room that, um, Jens will turn, we get into this in a little bit. You, you, the modern dressing rooms in England, are, you know, you'll have maybe a, a few Brits and they'll stick together and then you've got the, the Germans and the Scandinavians will find their, you know, and it's funny how all nationalities tend to stick together, but the beauty of the Arsenal team and our Chelsea team to, to a degree is you sort of, you're a band of brothers. So when you step onto that pitch, all them little, little group, social groups within the team, they go, they disappear and you go as one. And that Arsenal team was, was, was sensational. Well, I want to ask Jens is because, you know, with goalkeeper, is he the first, Jens is the first keeper we've had on, right? Yeah, he's the first yeah, goalkeeper so, we've had on, yeah. So like, for people who are listening, they don't understand, like goalkeepers very much go off on their own. Like there's four or five of them plus t- coach, maybe two coaches nowadays. And it always fascinated me. They sort of go away, do their thing and then they turn up for the games and they're so tight knit. And then to have that competition for the places as well. I mean, that must have been so interesting. And I know Jens, Jens is a competitive guy and just that competition within the goalkeepers is unbelievable, Tom. Well, first of all, um, we didn't, we, you have two goalkeeping coaches in the Premier League because you can afford uh, Germany. They only have one <laughs> goalkeeping coach. Um, and then I had uh, with Graham Stuck, Stucky. Um, yeah. He was in number two and Stuart Taylor, he was there, supposed yes. to be number two, but he was injured. So there were two, for me, Englishmen. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Stucky is Irish, and uh, that was a really good uh, camaraderie, and I never enjoyed that in a German club because uh, it was very competitive. Uh, you hardly spoke together. You were practicing. Uh, it happened after when uh, Manuel Amunia came, really nice guy, but unfortunately for me, a very good keeper. So I need to fight yeah. him a little bit as well. Uh, it's, yeah. um, what you're saying is right, uh, but. Um, people always used to say, okay, you're a little bit on your own when you're goalkeeping. I think it's the exact opposite because when you don't have a good defense or a team in front of you, yeah, you're lost. Whereas when you're a good striker, you can take the ball, dribble around people and score. Mm. 
Um, so it's a, it's a kind of a discrepancy between uh, the description of the job from outside than uh, rather inside. Do you remember um, that? So you not Chelsea, not that you guys out of the Champions League that fi- uh, that year, right? The Invincible was it yes, that year. That was the our finals, Wayne Bridge. Yeah, that was our darkest moment. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Bridge is <laughs> Wayne Bridge. Pretty enjoyed himself. He's Holds still living off that goal, Wayne. In the morning after the yeah. game, <laughs> we played them. We played them five times this year. For me, and that's another big moment. It's a big moment in Chelsea's history that because we were the new kids on the block, and going up against Arsenal, and I can remember that game specifically. We had a good team, obviously we had good players, yes, but yes. we we felt like on the pitch, you, you felt like that certainly the f- earlier parts of them games of the season, we was always playing catch-up, playing catch-up, but we were getting better as a team because we was all young. Um, Claudio had signed some good players. There was already good players there, and we was, but we're getting closer and closer and closer. And, and that night when we beat, when we beat them, I felt for the first time you could puff your chest out with that team and, and compete with them because they were such a great team and we was getting better. And I think of, I think that team had maybe another year, 18 months, two years at the top before the, the age kicked in. And so I felt that game, we was closing the gap on them. And that was the game where we just got ahead of them in, in, in that sense. Actually, we were one nil up at home and yeah. uh, it was like, okay, it's going like normal. But then uh, Claude Makalele, I think, uh, we, we played a new ball and he hit, a, uh, he hit it from 30 yards and the ball was swerving the yeah, first time and I couldn't catch it because it was so, was so swerving. We never tested this ball before. That's yeah. when I think Frank Lampard uh, had the poach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And um, that was a turning point because we were so tired um, why we had to, because we had to play a consecutive um, streak of, uh, I think, five or six really big games. And then yeah. you beat us. But you yeah. didn't win the Champions League. That was the biggest surprise. Mate, we come off that pitch, Tom, right? Imagine that. We're just beating this Arsenal team. And you get, we, we found out Monaco beat Real Madrid. And so we got an M in the semi-final. And the it. other semi-final, it was Porto and a German side. And we're like, we're going to do this. We didn't have as much nous. We didn't have as much. We, were, we went into the Monaco game. And Claudio would have to take some blame for this as well. But I don't know if you remember it, but he, he played a crazy team. It was just in parts of the game, he had Robert Hoof playing right back and Scott Parker playing right of midfield and... Seb Veron hadn't played for seven weeks and he was on the bench and then he, he, he wasn't even fit to come on and he, he put him on. Hasselbank played in midfield. So as he went on to be a great manager and we went on to be a good team and we won things, but at that point we should have won it that year. It opened up for us after beating what I thought were the best side in Europe at, at the time, Arsenal. Yeah. In the quarters, we should have gone on and won it. But then history would have been different, wouldn't it, on the basis that yeah. Mourinho... No Jose. Yeah, Jose, yeah. Jose goes when, and when Jose Mourinho's star was rising because he's won it yeah. this year. Yeah. Porto. yeah. If he hadn't won it with Porto, arguably he wouldn't have then come to Chelsea and you yeah. wouldn't have been the Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. It, it's the, the synchronicity, what the... The, the things the things that could happen in football. Okay, now one of our favourite parts of the show, uh, what really happened. And I've got to say, Joe Cole is coming off the ropes here. He's flying at this one. He's like a very eager puppy. So, JC, take it away. 
Big Tom, we got we got to ask Jens about the um, Pizzagate incident. Well, yeah, traffic. I mean, was he involved? Was you there, Jens, when we had the big big fight? I was actually. Um, people expected me probably being in the front row you know, of fighting, but uh, I was always coming late from the pitch. And, uh, <laughs> so I was standing there and saw these two groups and with some security guys and uh, grabbing each other like Arsen and Sir Alex, and then all yeah. of a sudden the pizza came flying out of our dressing room. And uh, then it really wow. started, like it uh, probably was hot, so so Alex probably got a little bit mad about it. And um, <laughs> sometimes you didn't expect Arsen. Yeah, he was always very calm and a gentleman. But sometimes when he had it, yeah, he could really show his yeah. aggressive side as well. Which was, he's a big guy. He's, he's a big, yeah, guy, he's a big well. guy. And uh, yeah. I thought it made him um, very likable. Yeah. With, with who was the front? Who was at the front of that? Who was like you know? Because that's the question. When we put that you're coming on the show, literally, this is uh, what really happened. That's the thing that everyone has asked. Uh, who who was who was at the right at the front there, sort of leading the charge? I don't know actually. You have to ask others because I came from behind and I didn't see that. I guess guys like Freddie or Ashley, yeah, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You have to ask others. <laughs> it's, this is like JFK. Yeah, like, no one's still, no one's still, to, Tom, no one's still think, tells the story. I, I think I know through the pizza now. I think I've been told about it, but I'm not going to be the grass. I'm I think sorry. I think we can announce it in 2035. We can say who threw the pizza. Yeah. Just when the secret. I, I think I know it is. It'll blow your mind as well. Did you know how big the rivalry was going into into that game? Like you know, at that time, Jens, did you know how? Th- th- this thing with United and Arsenal. For me, for me, it was a last minute. Uh, change from Dortmund to Arsenal. So I came in to a training camp in Austria. Then I think two or three weeks later, we started playing. One of the first games was uh, Tottenham. I didn't even know about this rivalry. Then we played uh, United. And I thought, okay, United became champions, I think the year before. So there must be some kind of rivalry. But I didn't know until I was standing in this tunnel. And uh, it was, you know, nobody spoke a word. And... Um, you could you could really see the hatred in their eyes and the United wow. players. And um, I was on a show recently um, for some appearances with Ryan Giggs, and um, he revealed that he uh, honestly, as players, he hated us, uh, and it wow. was likewise. Obviously, now as uh, private persons or whatsoever, yeah, it's it's funny to talk about it, and it's uh, a very likable man. But um, at the time. It was there was so much heat, yeah, already in the tunnel that I realized, okay, it must be special. And then what I liked as a German, um, all of a sudden on the pitch they started punching each other, um, shoving around and uh, insulting and whatsoever. And nobody got booked or suspended. How much do you remember about the penalty there, Jens? Like with with this, a lot. Do you remember psyching him out? Because at least uh, twice a year I got remembered. Because everybody perceived that as being the turning point uh, or the lucky mm. moment in our campaign, and uh, yes. it was the uh, the uh, the build up to it was so funny because uh, how people behaved uh, towards Van Nistelrooy and then the United players came. I think Cristiano Ronaldo he got involved and been suspended after, and so. That was the, um, the the thing I was talking about before, which surprised me because the referee saw it, but he didn't book anybody. 
And uh, yeah. I was surprised because in Germany you would have seen the red card for pushing people around. Or the English player, they were always allowed to swear at the referee. Yeah, I did yeah. it once. John Terry always did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, so if I did it once, the referee came to me and said, "If you do it once again, yeah, I send you off." And I said, "What well, did that happen in England?" Yes, in yes, England. yes. And but and I said, "Well, all the English do it." Yeah. And he just said, I'm telling you. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So do you think, I, that's a mad thing to think of that. I mean, Joe, I mean, I, I, we're good pals. Do you uh, swear at the referees? Did you swear? Yeah, I did some of them. I'll tell you, I, I, I tell a story the other day to one of my pals, referees, when I finished my career in America, I nearly, I nearly had to write to the Referees Association in England and apologise for all the bad words I said to them because the refs in America were so bad I'd realised the guys over here were geniuses. <laughs> so what, what, so one, I'm playing in a game, and um, this ref, he's, he's, he should have given us like, he give, no, he give the opposition three penalties. I'm like, they were never penalties. I'm like, and then I'm chatting to him, and he went, I think I made a mistake. I said, yeah, you definitely did. He said, next time you go in the box, go over and I'll give you a penalty. And I've gone, all right. <laughs> I've run into the box, right? The ball's come over. I've, I felt a bit of contact. I've gone over expecting the ref to blow the whistle. And he looked at me and gone, fucking get up. <laughs> He's done me a kiff and made this geezer. I was like, oh my God. But yeah, they, um, I, I was a swearer at the referees, but it seems to have, and it, it's not good. And I wouldn't want my kids to do it. And I'm glad that it's changed. Like, there's no need for it. But I did like the, the back and forth with the referees. Did like, the refs you... give it back? Yeah, yeah. It was, um, oh, I'm terrible with names. Phil Dowd used to give it back. Really? I used to, like, he used to call him a, f- uh, can we say this, like a fat this and a fat that. And, well, you'd and say go, that to his, because I, yeah. this is a mad thing that I've But he'd come back and go, you, it's, you give the ball away and he'd go, fuck, you know, you're having a nightmare. Any, any really? chance of you passing to your own team and things like that? Oh, wow. So, so they psychologically, yeah, yeah. I just think, he, I feel, Phil did. There was a few of them. Some of them were quiet, but I like the back and forth. Do you know what I mean? And you, and as well, Tom, the type of player I was, I actually got booked more than I should. I wasn't, I wasn't a, an angel, but because I had, I, I always got away with loads. I got sent off once in my career. It should have been more because I had to put my foot in for an attacking player. But, um, I always used to get away with it because I had that little bit of banter with them. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It seems Jens didn't get away with anything. No. Getting booked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't. But uh, I, you... I'm not, I haven't seen the, a red card while I was playing for Arsenal. Oh, no, really? One, no one. I saw one, unfortunately. But for yeah, Bruce, yeah. when I played for Borussia Dortmund, I saw five yellow reds and two or, or three yellow reds and two straights. Wow! Really? But only that. I mean, the 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 red car came in almost like one of the biggest games. Unfortunately, yes. Get. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what what do you remember? Because I I remember thinking. Wow, Arsenal! This this Arsenal side could take Barcelona. I mean, you look at how incredible that Barcelona side was. I mean, it had some, but Arsenal felt they were on such a roll at that time. Um, do you now look you know look back and think what could have been? Yeah, of course. Um, it's, uh, it was probably the most disappointing moment uh, because when you get there and then um, I think we haven't conceded a single goal in the whole campaign in the Champions League throughout the the entire year, and then. Um, I thought 
at this moment, okay, uh, let him let him score, but don't send me off. If the referee mm, made this decision, uh, I can't even say he made a mistake, but he made this decision. It has ended my Champions League final. Ever since it did not happen, then a player has been sent off in a major final or semi-final uh, in kind of regular time. Sometimes at the end when the game was uh, was decided anyway, but not in extra time. I've spoken to a referee recently who spoke to the referee of this final and um, said to me that uh, the guy is still regretting it. How did you? How did that? How did that feel? Like obviously crushing. But do you remember like sort of what went through your head at that time? And 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 sort of like back to back consecutive clean sheets. You're an incredible goalkeeper that season. It was. It was um, I think the the problem was it's the hardest ball to judge because when the um, when the ball is coming from the front and the player is coming from the side, you actually need to have two ends which come together. And you are the three part. And it's very, very difficult to judge exactly the point where you can get the ball without the player being first at it. And that mm. was that was my um, mistake or my disaster. When when that happens, it's very difficult to judge. Yeah, I mean we we, we me and me and Jens are both in that category with losing finals and feeling hard done by in the in the Champions League it's a, it's a brutal feeling to get all the yeah. way down and Jens am I right when you played Villarreal in the semi-final you had, you had a big big moment did you save a penalty or was there a big some big saves in them games was that the year? it was the year yeah but it was you know it was a nice run because uh, I was competing for the German national team and I always yeah. uh, I always was scared that if I made a mistake Arsene would take me out of goal because he did that yeah. one and a half years ago and so I kept going and um, we never conceded and uh, Villarreal, uh, we played a clean sheet as well. But I think the penalty they gave at the end, it was kind of a present to them. Hmm. Um, it was always a little... But you weren't in a giving mood. <laughs> I wasn't. I was, yeah. what do, you, do you still follow Arsenal now, Jens? Are you of course, still, yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of sort of where we find Arsenal at the moment? What do you think? I was there in the year as, a, as an assistant coach when Arsenal uh, had his final year. And oh, wow, uh, yeah. we, we've been criticized, uh, criticized um, or definitely him. Um, and when you look at the comparison now, I think even then when people thought, okay, it's time to leave, we were in a much better state than right yeah. now. So um, it's... Yeah, for a big club like Arsenal and for one who's been involved over a couple of years with it and all of our uh, teammates uh, from the, the area between 2003, 2010, 11, 12, we all like this club a lot because um, we had the pleasure to play uh, for you guys, for the fans, and we had success. And now when you see what's happening now, then you're not happy about it, that's for sure. Do you... Do, do you, I mean, how far away or how, how much do you think they've got to do to sort of move it forward? Do you think Arteta's going in the right way? I'm not sure because um, I have the impression that I think he's a good coach, but he, it seems to be a lot about him. Yeah. And um, yeah. very much about him. And I'm not sure if that is the right blend then. Um I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a lot of clubs I played for, like Schalke in Germany, Arsenal. Uh, I'm involved now with Hertha Berlin here in Germany. 
And all these clubs, they struggle big time. Um, Hertha addressed that problem a little bit of management because sometimes it, or not, sometimes most of the time it comes from the top. Uh, Schalke had a huge problem uh, with the management and uh, in the recent years as well. And I think Arsenal is kind of the same. I, I experienced uh, David Dean um, as a CEO who kind of invented the Premier League and together with Arsenal was very, very successful and pro probably one of the greatest managers in the history of the Premier League. I mean, managers in terms of uh, administration. Yeah. And um, now it's different. Yeah, it's It seems to be different that um, you don't really know who's in charge there, um, which kind of decisions they make and who's making which decisions. So um, it's a bit disappointing that they stand so low on the table. Yeah. Do you, but I mean, Joe, how do you feel about? It? I mean, I, I personally watch them and, and I look at some of the younger players coming through. I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I think Martinez going. I mean, he's been incredible at Villa this season. But I think I think Lino's look quite pretty decent. I think you yeah. know for them. I mean, when you look at it, Joe, what do you think they've got to do and how they you know what what their next steps are? Uh, yeah, I. 100% agree with, with what Yen said because I think it, we, we talked about a few months. When I think of Arsenal and I think of what a great club it was when, you know, you know, you had, it just had class and it had leaders and it had men. And I think ever since they, they let Arsenal go, they, they've been a bit of a ship without a, a direction, a sail. It was the, the recruitment's always been strange for me. You know, it, uh, they, they, they've never had a balanced squad. I don't feel since the, 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 the back end of Arsenal sort of time where it was a more balanced. I think, you know, you, you bring in younger players, but then you're bringing in aging players and putting them on long contracts. And, it, and it's sad because Arsenal is a great club and it, it, it's just lost its identity. And I, but I do agree with Jens and I think, I think Arteta is a very, very good coach. I think he could benefit. It would have been great for someone like Arsene, if he could stay on in the background and, and have helped him or someone senior, one, it's one of the senior players. I think he needs a little bit of that because it's a massive job to take for your, for effectively your first, it's his first job. It's, it's, it's an Arsenal football club. It's incredible that they, they put the faith in him. I'm pleased they have, but the recruitment needs to be more streamlined if they're ever going to get back. There's too much of a, well, we'll sign this one and now we get two of them and it's, it's unbalanced at the moment. Thank you. Sometimes it helps as well when you have a winning history as well, because it's a, mm. you know from yourself it's, it's a huge difference if you know how to win things. But and um, when you're in a position where you haven't experienced that, um, so um, I see that right now in the clubs where I was involved. That um, if you win something, you actually know how to approach your daily routine. But when you don't. Yeah, you have always these ups and downs and ups and downs because you're used to it. You don't know how it is mm. to be consistent. Um, mm. That's a kind of personality as well. Sometimes you're lucky because uh, none of us was always a leading guy um, to take the team to win things. And yeah, we've learned that by other players and they've learned from other players. Um, but when there's a group of people when nobody has ever won something, that's all, all of a sudden becomes difficult. Do you, I mean, 
talking about winning things, you, I mean, this this weekend it's a massive game. You come, it's up against Man City. I mean, do you think the title race is done now, guys? Just as a last last thing to get on with you, Jens, do you think that's that's it? I mean, do you, and 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 when you look at that City side, the guys in that City side who've won things, who are now passing that along to Foden and the people coming through, do you think that's it now? City have won the league. Well, you always keep saying that, but uh, how many games uh, are there to play? 13 or 14? Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of games, a lot of so, Yeah, all of a sudden, there's a little dip and then another team keeps up. Um, it looks, uh, right now it looks like, but uh, let them lose against Arsenal, then all of a sudden it's open again. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <it's, laughs> so you're saying Arsenal are going to beat City? That's a... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, always, it's always a good possibility. <laughs> yeah. What? What's the price for that big man? This is where you five, usually come in. Five with the stats. to one, Arsenal to beat City. Uh, yeah. that's, I mean, eight to fifteen is uh, Man City with Coral. That's that's keep that's, your money in your pocket. Yeah, Just don't I th- back I think Arsenal to beat Man City. Man City got too much. Jens, I've got like one big question for you like, before you go. Who who would you say who is the best player you played with there at Arsenal? Who's, who's it would be it would player? be unfair to all the other great players to say this one was the best. Obviously, and as a striker, uh, Thierry was like a the king of England at the time. But yeah. there was Dennis Bergkamp as well, and uh, we had fantastic midfielders, we had fantastic defenders. Uh, so um, it depends on which position. Yeah. I had the pleasure once to play with Paolo Maldini or George Weah. Uh, yeah. So you can imagine, or with some German uh, World Cup winners. So you can imagine, it would be unfair to uh, name one because uh, there were some, there was uh, there was a group of fantastic, fantastic players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just a quick one for me because we've not touched on your, your, your career for the national team and I've always struck me of just... Can you please tell us how to win World Cups and European Championships, please, so we can pass it on to the, <laughs> It's our secret. To the it's our secret. Yeah, yeah. please. It's you must have all, a secret. Is first it? of all, I mean, we were surprised because it was the last, uh, the first penalty shootout you won. When was it? Two or three years ago? <laughs> yeah, so was, that's yeah. Good, that's the first. So was we. Yeah. We were stunned. Yeah. We still can't I'm believe still it. I'm still hungover from it. I, yeah. was, I was in a pub in London and, uh, you know, it's, it was a fantastic night there. Yeah, yeah. But there was yeah. people couldn't believe. <laughs> yeah, I can vouch for that. But that, but that must have been good fun being a German in an English pub when England national team are playing. I have a lot of English friends, so it's always yeah. enjoyable. That'd be good fun. Yeah, it's and you nicked our song as well, didn't you? It's coming home. It's coming <laughs> home. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. That's true. That's true. We like it. <laughs> Bruce Dalton is singing "You Never Walk Alone," I think. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they do. That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. At least we understand English, which is uh, opposite. Uh, the other way it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Couple very of Steiners, a beer, big man, would yeah. be all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah you, the best way to learn is coming to the Oktoberfest in Munich. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I've, I've done we, the beer festival in Munich. It's incredible. Uh, you see? And yeah. Can we do an auto play for Oktoberfest, please, guys? Yeah, that would we'll be speak good. To the people. I had, a, I had, a, I had a, uh, an English friend over from Arsenal uh, last year, not the two years before, um, and I had to drag him out of a tent, literally drag wow. him uh, on the floor <laughs> because he completely overestimated his drinking 
abilities. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's full on. I went last year. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, the, I went the last year. The year before last year, it wasn't. Oh yeah, no, so year before last year, yeah, last year was, was yeah. going, yeah, yeah. You know. uh, I, I can't, I can't out last year that didn't happen. Um, yeah. but yeah, 2019, it's a hell of a thing. It's yeah. a hell of a time. Yeah. It's an amazing <laughs> event, I'd say, for everyone to go. Should be on your bucket list. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it, mate. We're, we're I'll doing it. You, we're we'll doing do it, it together. We'll go mm-hmm. meet Jens. Yeah. 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 The Let me know. Um, but yeah, well, Jens, thank you so much for, um, for stopping by. I know that you, like I say, you push for time. Um, so thank you very much, my friend. It's been a joy chatting to you. Thank you, Jens. Thank you. Thanks very much. It was much. a pleasure to talk to you. Hope to see you, thank you. at the beer fest. Hey. <laughs> yes, we'll see you at the beer fest yeah. with a fresh stein of beer. Yeah. Line them up. Line them up. That was, uh, Jens Lehman. Um, great guy, obviously. Yeah. Incredible. And, and, and sort of, Calls himself Mad Mad Jens, uh, but like it, I mean, he's a lot more reserved than I thought, thought he was going to be. He has got a reputation, you know. Uh, I know um, playing with German characters, they, they're a certain type of character. Like they're they're great, they're great lads, and they, they they switch into to business mode very easily when it comes to football. And he was a competitor. I think we, had, you know, he was like I said, he enjoyed the vocal and the. the the, the banter with the refs and he, he enjoyed all that about English football and the tackles. He was made for England. He was, he, he, he has some, there is some stories about him. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Cause I remember when he came over here and I remember sort of like following European football and, and sort of, he was relatively infamous as this sort of like, you know, yeah, mad ends and, and yeah. sort of it felt quite a, from sort of almost, you know, steady, steady, um, David Seaman, uh, to, to all of a sudden you'd be getting this, you know, like, I think I think it was at Wigan when he was time wasting. He was throwing the ball against the other. I don't know if you remember watching that. Yeah. Something. And those things. But for me, I, I guess it's that thing of I've never really, you know, just speaking to him. Then I was like, wow, this is sort of the level of that that must change to get into the game. Like to go from being quite this reserved, quite almost sort of like very focused. You know, you see the focus in him there when we're chatting to him, even just having this conversation. Yeah. And then from to go to there and to go to that other sort of side of you, which is almost sort of like bearing on sort of not insanity, but sort of that little bit more sort of, you know, how, how did, did you play with anyone else like that? Um, well, yeah, I mean, goalkeepers are a different breed. They'll, they'll, like, they'll tell you a hundred percent because when you're trying to get him into chatting about his relationship with Oliver Kahn, I think that's what he was alluding to when he played, you know, they didn't speak. Like that's like, yeah. like me and you every day coming into work, and just like growling at each other, like, and just like you making a mistake and be like, yeah, yeah you know, like that oh. level of, I can't get, imagine how hard that would be to go into work to do that every day. Yeah. But also I, I've got to say, even just chatting to them, I didn't even want to mention Oliver Kahn. No, no, like, my, I was, my, was, like, my bottle went to... as well. <laughs> my, and I'm, he's in another, he's in another country. My bottle went. <laughs> I was like, honestly, Joe, I was like, Joe mentioned Oliver Kahn, but in my head, I'm like, I'm not saying a thing about Oliver Kahn here. I'm terrified of the man. And he, like you say, it's, yeah. if you're scared of him, Big Man, imagine me, like, <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> but, but it's a weird thing of, like, you know, like, you know, I sort of know a number of footballers who, who sort of played at the top level yourself, yeah. and, and, and I never question the fact that, like, when you look at them, you chat to them, and you go, you know, wow, well, you know, when they go out there, and even, like, you know, some of the French lads where you sort of chat to them over the years, and you think, like, yeah, well, obviously he was an incredible player, because he has this persona, but just talking to Jens there, I'm yeah. like... Like, genuinely, at times I was like, it's like talking to a politician. He's yeah. so sort of like, like focused on that and sort of like, this is, you know, I mean, maybe that's what you need is that extreme focus to be a 
goalkeeper, it's... Yeah, yeah you do. I think he's, he, he's definitely... Um, but David James was like that. I think he's a bit more of a David James type character in that he, he had that laser-like... That laser-like... Petacek was like it, to be fair. Like, they, they had that laser-like focus where every part, like... Because it's all about them and it's not all about... He's, they said he... You but you, do you have to have that about you, though, to be a goalkeeper? Do you have I to think so. It like... needs to be about details. I remember, like, Petacek and his little team, they used to work so diligently on all aspects of the game. You know, I, I was looking at it thinking, like, he'd, he'd do eye coordination work and then he'd do upper body work, leg, uh, leg work, goalkeeping practice, then a bit of fitness, then they'd go do computer work. So I think goalkeepers do do that. They put compartmentalise. He enjoyed coming to Arsenal because he had Stacky and Stuart Campbell yeah. and two Yoti but no, both really, really good, fun characters. I can imagine, like, the pressure of being with Oliver Kahn and and uh, fighting for that place for the national team and not speaking and then coming with Stewie and Stacky who are just, like, two yeah. great lads. And he, he must have loved it at Arsenal. Was he scary on the pitch? Was he like... Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was yeah. like, um, not scary, but he was, he was vocal. He was, um, he's, he's, he's everything Arsenal need now in a football, yeah. professional football player. They need three or four Jens Lehmann like characters who, who, who demand off each other and, but who also stand up. Yeah, man. You know, and, and, and that he, he's, he was a, he, he's a good character. He, he, I put him in that bracket where he, you you love them lads when you're when they're when they're on your team, yeah. Because they're winners and they're fighters. But playing against him, he would have been a, he was a he was a nuisance. He was vogue. He was a man. He, he was a he was a man. And and I think that's what the Arsenal team they need more characters like him now. But even talking to him, you know, when you sort of feel that someone and I don't know, whether, whether, you know, but you know, he'd be like an amazing manager. Like if he if Jens Lehmann mm. told me to do anything, I'd do it. Yeah, genuinely, you know, just talking to him then. Like, mm. he just garned respect, didn't he? When he had a go at me about stuttering, I was, yeah. st- I was <laughs> like, oh, jeez, I better sort of like... <laughs> like yeah. You should so- have put your BAFTAs in the back. <laughs> leave it out, big Jens. Leave the talking to me. <laughs> um, right. Predictions, Joe. Yeah. Sweet, sweet predictions. Love this. Last week, go on. 2-0 to the big man. Beat you 2-0. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm having one. I had Leicester to beat Liverpool, Man City to beat Spurs. You didn't get one right. Oh. Uh, Arsenal leads. But we both went for Leeds to beat Arsenal. Did Lucky we? we didn't say that to Jens because, yeah. <laughs> right, so this week. Okay. Cool. You need to bring this back. By, by the way, what's happened actually now is we, we, me and you, are, we take, I win a week, you win a week. Yeah. No one's run, I don't think, as far as I can remember. Oh, exciting, two exciting wins. Premier League. Yeah. Oh, mate, this, this, is, this is a title race that everyone really wants to yeah, see. Do you know what I mean? This is what it's all about. Yeah, what, we're pinging heads Are Coral yeah. taking bets on us? Yeah. Maybe they right, should. Let me just say, by the way, that Coral... Have done the joke. Have you seen this? They've Go done on. a joke hole special. No, what is it? For the quadruple for Man City. You turned around. Really? The, yeah. You turned around last week on a podcast and said, Oh, I think it should be 20 to 1. Right. Yeah. Weirdly as well, let me just say, I was the one who turned around and said, Oh, yeah, Coral, what are the bets for Coral? But they called it the joke hole special so that we can see who's the, uh, who's the money on this show. <laughs> <laughs> right. They've got, but 20 to 1, the Joe Cole special. I've actually had it. I've had, I'm yeah. going to have it. I'm going to have it. You've got it now. It's a Joe Cole yeah, special. Of course. It's, got a, you know what I mean? Stand, stand by my words there. I, fa- I can't see him getting beat. Really no, can't. No, no, no. No, I think, I think, yeah. They, they just must. I mean, last night they looked They must have, didn't they? Yeah. So here we go. Predictions. Okay, first up. Wolves versus Leeds. 
Wolves. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Leeds here. Okay. Um, an actual good bet here, and this is what I, one of my favourite bets to have: the coral odds over three point five goals is eleven to five. Leeds, yeah, anytime Leeds, but yeah, anytime Leeds plays, there's, there's going to be goals. I, I, I that was a bet. I, I wish I'd had it. I thought over the season, I think most of Leeds' games are going to be over two point five goals. Like just yeah, what, you know, what have been the odds on that? Uh, okay, massive game, absolute humongous game. The Merseyside derby, Liverpool versus Everton. What are you going to go? Draw. Draw. Wow. Yeah. Draw. I'm going to go out there. This is where this is where I'm really a bit risky here. Two Did you ways. see how bad Everton was without Calvert Lewin against Fulham? Yeah, that's true. They was all over the place. It was. Right, I'm going to go. You changed my mind. Yeah. I'm going Liverpool. <laughs> I'm going to go Liverpool. Uh, nice little bet here, Curtis Jones, first goal scorer, twelve to one. Good. He's he's a lovely striker of the ball. Yeah, he's coming through, isn't he? he yeah, he's, good player. He's, he's good, really very good, good player. player. Finally, yep. Aston Villa versus Leicester. Cool. Just think you've got you, you've got to go Leicester there. I just Brendan's done a great job, and he's yeah. You know, will they be sensing that they're going to be the ones to to mount a challenge? You know, Fafana at the back. Yeah, I don't know incredible. if we've talked about him. I I love this kid. Yeah. Um, I think he's one he's one to look out for. For Fana and Ndidi, if they're playing, both of them... And also Madison amongst the goals now, right? Yeah, Madison's a great player. Let's, uh, everyone knows how much I love Madison. Um, but I think, but don't underestimate bringing in... Uh, for for Fana at the back there, what keep an eye on him for the for the for the listeners. He's Mate, really, good, really talented. For Fana feels for me like a bullseye prize. What look what you could have won because he was very close to signing for West Ham. Really very that. close. Yeah, they're horrible. They are. Well, I, did I, t- I told you last week? Did he a Drogba? West Ham wanted yeah. him. Yeah, mate. We could have got him for one point seven. Yeah, it's mate. There's there's a list as arm as long as my arm for people that could have done yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I know. It's it's insane, right, Joe? It's been an absolute treat uh, chatting to you as all. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm going to go and change my underpants after talking to Jens. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. We were, he's a proper, proper, proper goalkeeping legend of the Premier yeah, League. A yeah. legend of the Premier League. A legend of football. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, what a hell of a guy. So let's toast uh, a stein of beer tonight for Mr. Jens Lehmann. Yeah, so let's do it, big man. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Coral and Joe. I'll be Big Tom D. He's been Gina Joe Cole. See you next time. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral.